All right, sports fans, welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. I am not Pez, I am Jeff. Jeff Hartman, and joining me as always is Pez. Pez, what's going on, man? How are you? Coming at you from another secret location, Jeff, after the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, you know, very, very friendly to me. Been partying with those guys all week, and uh, we're just getting, we're just coming down now. Coming down yeah. off the high. Big win for them. Big season for us. Another winner on the game. Props didn't work out very well, but but uh, a little controversy too on the one prop. My my wife claims she she saw clear uh, liquid thrown on Andy Reid, and and I believe purple was the winner. Really? Uh, I, I my my wife usually pretty dead on with these things. She's got good eyes, uh, no contacts, no glasses into her forties here, and I I thought I saw clear too, but apparently there was purple thrown on Andy Reid, which I think was the biggest long shot. Wow. Okay. I think so it was twelve hundred to one. Or uh, uh, $100 to win $1,200, I believe. That's awesome. So for those that bet purple, good for you. I mean, I, I say that, you know, we talk about the prop bets, and we will talk about the prop bets yeah. that we made. And we didn't make those. You always said, you've been saying this, if people have been listening since the start of this podcast, you're not a prop bet guy. You are a yeah. let's go by the spread. And in that regard, I titled this podcast, We're Basking in the Glow of a Winning Super Bowl Bet because we took the Kansas City Chiefs Plus two and a half. They went out right 25-22 in overtime. But, Pez, were you sweating a little bit at all during that game? You, you know what, Jeff? And I, I think we talked about it last week. And, it, and I, I'm pretty sure I said it. I'm pretty sure it was on camera. I can't remember if we were talking just personally. But, but this year's Kansas City Chiefs were the Utah Jazz of John Stockton um, and Carl Malone days, the mailman. Or the 1990s New Jersey Devils in hockey, who mm-hmm. who destroyed everybody, and both of them were the most boring games to watch. They just controlled the game. Uh, you never thought you were going to win those games, especially in Utah with with Stockton and Malone. You might be up ten. You're like, there's no way we're going to win this game. I, I really never thought the Chiefs were going to lose that game. I, I felt like everything they wanted to happen kind of happened. And, we talked about going into it. Uh, I believe there were four and four in games going under seven points. And the the Niners were one and four games under seven. Uh, I felt like that they controlled the clock. They controlled the game. They, they took away the big score from San Francisco. And San Fran did a great job with their defense as well. They did a great job hold, holding Kelsey down for most of the game. But I, I think the Chiefs looked at it as we probably don't have as much talent on offense as this team. Let's get to the final series. Let's get to the end of the game. And our boys are Mahomes and, and Kelsey are, are going to win the game. And they did. Uh, I don't think the Niners ever looked too confident either. You know, and a lot of people are questioning whether they could have put more, more gas pedal down. Or I, I felt like that game was slow and a little boring. I think the halftime show also was a little slow and boring, Jeff. You know, and that guy, I'm, a, I'm an usher guy, but he seemed to lack a little magic. <laughs> My my friend think, said he, th- he looked out of breath in the third or fourth song out of his 18 or 20 songs, whatever he did. Yeah. Uh, I, I marvel at what those Chiefs did. Um, they did not have weapons. You know, and we had Pacheco had a decent game. Mahomes and, and Kelsey are at times unstoppable. And at the end of that game, they needed a score in that last series. And it looked like they ran San Fran's offense from the week before. Mahomes starts running the ball. And you start having crossing patterns, opening up the field. And right before you, you take Mahomes down on a sack, he's dumping a ball off. I, that, I'd like to rewatch that game. And I think Andy Reid deserves Hall of Fame credit for that type of coaching. And 
And Spagnola on defense. That was a masterful game. To use a boxing analogy, the first half to me felt like two boxers that were just out there throwing those jabs, just feeling it, just getting a feel for what the fight's going to be like. And then you knew in the second half of the fight or the second half of the game in this case, that's when the body blows were going to start to happen. And you just felt it. I know I can't speak for you, but I can only speak for myself. I just felt like, man, there's going to be a big time play that's going to turn the tide. And everyone's like, oh, it's the missed point after. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Because to me, even if they make the point after, Patrick Mahomes knows he's down by four. They're going to make the necessary plays and adjustments. They're not just going to play for a field goal to send it to overtime. It was the botch punt. That was the play. The defense of the San Francisco 49ers gets the job done. They force the Kansas City punt. And the up man hits it hits his leg. Ray Ray McLeod doesn't just fall on. He tries to pick it up and advance the ball. And then they score on the very next play. Just like that. That was the turning point to me. And that was the knockout blow, in my opinion. I, I agree. Um, you know, and you'd think in a game where Mahomes throws his first pick in seven games, Purdy yeah. goes without a pick. It, it appeared everything was going their way. Uh, the Chiefs did a great job of keeping them out of that end zone. They did a great job of not giving up a big play. And, and the Niners gave up a couple big plays. I like their trick play. I like trick plays, especially in big games. I, I get uh, from from the call sheet, our colleague, Coach Coach KT Smith, I, I get on him. He doesn't throw enough enough trick plays out there. I think it keeps teams on their toes a little bit. Uh, but it didn't seem like San Fran had the momentum. It didn't seem like they were going to – they had control of that game. And, you know, I, I like Brock Purdy. I think he's a nice person, plays hard, works hard at his game. But But in this league, and we talked about it all year, the number one decider just about every game was quarterback play. If your quarterback cannot make dynamic, big-time, game-winning plays, then then you're going to struggle in the big game. He, I think he averaged about 6.2 yards a, a throw, uh, didn't have any turnovers, but there were a couple situations in, in short yardage when they were you know, within the red zone. He, he didn't make that big play. He didn't use his legs or he didn't find a guy open, whatever it may be. And, and field goals weren't going to get a ton at those times. If they would have put touchdowns up instead of field goals, probably they win it. Um, you know, and Kelsey shut him out for most of the game. Guy got frustrated, bumped the coach. I think at the end of the day, he caught nine to ten targets, uh, close to 100 yards receiving. They didn't get in the end zone. But, but when they needed him, that play was there. And it was almost unstoppable. You know, we knew they were trying to play that the whole game. Once Mahomes started running up the middle a little bit, I don't know. Does Andy save that to the fourth quarter? Did they see something on tape at halftime? Whatever it may be, that changed the game. He, it was unstoppable. It opened up the running game. It opened up the game for Kelsey. I think uh, the – I can't think of his name right now. Their star linebacker getting injured, jumping up and down, blowing his Achilles. Uh, that Greenwald. probably hurt Greenwald. Greenwald. That probably hurt them a little bit, stopping Kelsey too. Uh, but it just seemed like, you know, that, that they could not put the nail in the coffin on that team. and. You know, to win the big one, especially knocking the champ off the mountain there, you got to put that nail in the coffin. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to put it on him, but but coaching matters. And it got a little tight in the second half for San Francisco. I mean, they, they appeared to be afraid to lose that game instead of wanting to win that game. And, you know, we can get into the overtime a little bit. I've been reading some interesting articles about that. It, it appears you should take the ball first, and, and that's what analytics are saying. I think it was 50 point. 51% possibly you had an advantage if you take the ball first. Uh, now there's more data. 
and the data now says that's probably analytically not the right decision. If you take that ball first, whether you put up a, a field goal or a touchdown, then you're giving the team 100% of the information going forward. They knew they had four downs on every, play, on every series. So going into every series, they had four downs. They had to go for it on fourth. They couldn't go for a field goal. Changes play calling completely, right? Yeah. Uh, it, even when they lost, I, I think they were uh, second and 13 on a couple or second and 15. No panic. You, you chunk off four or five yards and get to maybe third and one. And then you're maybe fourth and one. And, you know, that, that's something that, you know, most teams analytically are going to cover. Um, I think the Chiefs exposed a, a, a lot of what the league should be doing. I think coaching was amazing. Defensive coaching was amazing. And I, I'm a little bit afraid for the league. Chiefs should get some weapons in the offseason, maybe another receiver, maybe two receivers, right? That defense can only get better. And, and that offensive line was awesome. They gave him all the time he needed. I, I'm, I marvel at him. And, you know, as an Eagles fan, I, I wonder what the heck we were doing letting that Andy Reid go, right? I mean, you know, and Donovan McNabb gave me some good years, but now I'm wondering, geez, how many rigs could we have had if we had a Mahomes or if we had yeah. a little bit, a little bit more uh, mature, a little bit smarter guy there? Mahomes, to me, I, I, maybe the smartest quarterback, maybe the coolest quarterback I've seen. I, you know, I like him a little bit to, to Joe Montana. Guy never, ever panicked under pressure. Uh, my favorite Super Bowl story. I think it was the playoffs or Super Bowl or the playoffs. They're, they're down. I think it was for the drive. All the teams teams panicking in the huddle. A couple minutes left maybe or under. Joe Montana gets in the huddle and he says to the guys, hey, it's John Candy in the end zone. I don't know if it was Dwight Clark or somebody. They're like, we looked at each other. This guy's insane. He's, he's smiling about John Candy being in the end zone. This is the biggest series of our life. And runs down the field, scores, game winning, uh, touchdown, game over, pack it up. And, you know. Yeah. I, I think we're for Mahomes. Uh, we got a special guy that that's revolutionized revolutionized the quarterback position in the league a little bit. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl against the Bengals when uh, the John Candy drive that is infamous now with Joe Montana. But you know, for going back to your analytical stance on the the overtime, what I've learned since the Super Bowl ended, and I at the moment when it happened, this is the first time in a Super Bowl that they've had these overtime rules, and I was like, okay. I, it's not a given that you want the ball first. And so the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, I would have, I would have put my defense on the field first. You're guaranteed a possession. You are going to know, but then there's plenty of people that have come out and given honest, really good analytical views on the other side. I think you could debate it either way. Like you said, the analytics were 51%. That's really a, which, which methodology right. do you take? Because at that time, the only time that I don't think this had been used in the playoffs yet since it changed well, after the divisional round game against the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs when they instituted right. it the year after. So this is people want to rip Kyle Shanahan to shreds. No one had been through this before. No. So therefore, I understand that it, it, it's it's going to take some time. It's going to a lot of eyes are going to be open as it pertains to playoff overtime now as since it happened in the Super Bowl. But I do want to recap our props before we go on and talk about what's coming up. And to recap our overall record in the NFL in this 2023-2024 season. So with, with remember, folks, these were just us throwing out some good odds. Hey, sure. if it happens, you can win kind of like a lottery pick. We had Travis Kelsey plus 1,700 for an MVP. I think if he would have scored a touchdown, there was a bigger chance. But I he do. did not. That, that went to Patrick Mahomes. Um, Deservedly, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Anytime touchdown score with Travis Kelsey plus 100 
Brandon Ayuk plus 155. Neither of those panned out. I was shocked. The best bet is Christian McCaffrey. I think the guy scored something like uh, he's played, I don't know, 50 some, no, 38 games with the 49ers, and he scored sure. touchdowns in like 32. It's insane. It's insane sure. how many touchdowns he scores, but probably not the best odds either. Um, team with the first interception, that's defensive interception. You said Kansas City, and that was not the case. San Francisco picked off Patrick Mahomes first. Shockingly he, bad throw, right? I mean, that was very Mahomes worst throw of the year. You know, yeah. and I think he was trying to get Kelsey in the game, and I, I think he might have double clutched a little bit. It, it looked, I mean, that that ball sailed on him. Mahomes doesn't sail balls, so I love him for trying. You know, it's something else with these turnovers. You wonder the effect of Las Vegas Super Bowl. The game was sloppy in the beginning, turning the balls over. You know, guys, mm-hmm. you know, guys, guys looked a little, a little sluggish. Looked like they had a little Vegas hangover going a little bit. Some of these guys. <laughs> So I, I think that was a little bit part of, of, you know, kind of the weakness of the first half, especially. Yeah. Um, most, uh, it's here, it's here. No punt return or kickoff return. There yeah. was not even a, there was not even a kickoff return, let alone there, there was a touchdown. 10,001. We're putting that bet in every year, Jeff. We're going with Kevin, the accountant. We'll, <laughs> what do we got? We got about a thousand years to put that bet in before we're losing money. If we ever hit it one time. That's true. That is true. And then the last two props, uh, the the most touchdowns caught, Kelsey was plus 190, Debo Samuel minus 230. Neither of those came came to yeah. fruition. And Super Bowl 58, most touchdown passes, Patrick Mahomes, because the, the second touchdown, or I should say the first touchdown thrown by the 49ers was not by Brock Purdy. It was actually by the wide receiver Jennings to Christian McCaffrey sure. on the trick play. So therefore Mahomes plus 150 wins that bet, just like we win – the overall plus two and a half with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not counting the props here. So the overall record for this season, 48, 31, and two. Not bad, 40, Jeff. 48, 31, and two. Congratulations. That's a phenomenal season. You, you proud of that? We're proud of it, Jeff. I think probably about 62% if I'm calculating in my head properly there pretty quickly. I, you know, as I get older here, the, the, the numbers don't come as quick, but I, I know it's over 60% and, <laughs> Anytime you're over 60%, you're happy. You're winning over six, seven bets out of 10, and, and that that's the gold standard. Uh, I mean, 80 or 90%, forget about it. We're retiring. We're living in Vegas, Jeff. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we get that next year. You know, maybe we'll get a little bit, you know, FFS, FFSN gets uh, maybe a little bit bigger computer for our analytics and our algorithms. So I'm going to talk to the CEO about this. You know, maybe we get one of those supercomputers. Who knows? Maybe we get 90% next year. I think yes, the league – the league's, you know, in an interesting position. I think quarterbacks are starting to come back. I think this year's draft class is going to be a good one for the quarterback position. And I'm excited going into next year. You know, it doesn't seem too far off. I mean, you figure we got minicamp coming up in a couple months. And yep. I, I, I cannot believe those, those Chiefs, though. I mean, that team probably – I mean, without a doubt, was their worst Super Bowl team. You could argue third or fourth best day of seed talent, talent wise, right? I mean, that team, yeah. their offense, let's face it, they stunk. They had no weapons. I mean, you took Kelsey win. I think that's why they struggled scoring a little bit. And I don't know why more teams didn't do it to them. You know, I guess it's hard. I guess they proved in the fourth quarter and then that overtime, once Mahomes gets dialed in, it's hard to stop. I mean, that guy, he he is a step faster than everybody on that field. He sees players coming that, you know, I, I don't think you should be able to see. That ball zips out of his hand. He doesn't have one of those long windups, so it's tough to see where he's going. And I, I, I'm excited to keep watching him the next ten years or so. Well, 
and a lot of people that listen to the podcast or watch us on YouTube might say like, well, what's going to happen now? Because we were so ingrained in football the last, I don't know, three or four months with college football and the NFL. And now that both are completely done, well, what are we going to do? Well, let me tell you that now with sports betting, the way that it is, you can bet on anything. And so we will be talking about upcoming NFL draft odds in terms of who gets picked first overall. You can do a whole bunch of stuff there. We're going to be talking golf. If you like to talk, I love talking golf. Obviously, I do my own golf podcast, but uh, we'll bet on golf with the majors, like the Masters coming up in April, the players at the end of March. Uh, we'll be talking about hoops. March Madness is coming up. Baseball is, is a whole unique beast in and of itself that we'll be love diving it. into as well. So, Pez, what do you want to where do you want to go from here in terms of uh, where we're talking? Well, you know, going forward, Jeff, for the for the gambling fans and fans of the show out there, we're we're gonna have some tutorials on on a lot of different aspects, whether it be poker, which uh, you know I, I I hate to say it, but you know if you play poker consistently, you call yourself a professional poker player. I did that for about twenty years. Horse betting, I've been to every Triple Crown race, and you know sometimes left happy, some not. So we're gonna we're gonna dabble on internet gambling, um, some live action you can get. Cruise ship gambling, Jeff. We could have an episode on that because I have some theories on, on cruise ship gambling. It's piracy out there. Uh, but we'll we'll be looking at the NBA, college basketball. Uh, college basketball, I think, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to get dialed in for March Madness. And, yeah. and I've been looking at it for the last couple of weeks, and sadly, I, it's carnage out there, Jeff. I, I saw an article this week, uh, and last night, Syracuse upsets North Carolina. 36 times this season, we have had top 10 ranked national teams lose two teams that are not ranked. It's a record. Uh, four times Kansas has done it, which blows my mind. How do you lose four times to unranked teams and remain in the top 10? I don't know. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to get into watching this team, watch some tape on them. Uh, Syracuse got blown out by North Carolina, I think by 30. Last night they go in and they win, I think it was by eight points. So what, Go, going forward right now, we've got, we've got top 10 teams, 32 and 35 in games against unranked opponents on the season. A losing record for top 10 teams. Uh, winning percentage, 47%, 25 percentage points lower than a normal historical year. So we're, what I'm getting at is we have some advantages. Uh, there is parity like we've never seen in college, football, uh, college basketball. And it appears that the chalk teams, the top 10 teams, are vulnerable. And we're going to be really looking at some some underdogs. And, and some of these games, unfortunately, the unranked team was favored. So Vegas always knows more than whoever's voting on rankings, whatever sport it may be. But that's something that we're going to really be taking a look at in the next couple of weeks and going into this tournament. I would not be shocked this year if in March Madness we have the lowest ranked team win the national championship, right? I mean, I think – this this data is telling us it's time to do your research, time to really dig in. So we're going to be taking a look at that going forward. Next week we'll have some plays on it. Uh, for golf, I, I, exciting tournament, Jeff. My favorite guy. I mean, a guy I know you you love to hate a little bit. Tiger I do. Woods re, Tiger Woods returns to the scene. Some call it a crime, Jeff. I don't know what happened to that guy. Guy crashes 100 miles an hour into a tree, an embankment, whatever the hell it was. Leg gets cut off. They sew it back on. He's back. Who would ever thought that guy would be playing in this tournament? Now, the bad news, 
the Riviera, which I believe has become famous from, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Uh, I'm not positive, but I believe the Black Swan's head was, was crow, was decapitated on that, that course or was crushed, whatever Larry did. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods loves the course. He's terrible there. He's horrible. Uh, we're staying away from him this week. Uh, we're looking at two solid plays, though. I, this number kind of blows my mind. Ricky Fowler, who, who was decent last week uh, in a California boy. Uh, I think he had some Vegas plans, Jeff. You know, that guy's got the cash. He's got the looks. And I, I bet you that private jet was landed in Vegas shortly after he left Phoenix. But uh, this week, you got to be able to hit the ball straight. It's not a bangers course. It's not a distance course. Old school course, small greens. you got to have a dialed in short game. So he is plus 15,000 right now to win the tournament. $100 wins you 15000 That means $10 wins you 1500 I don't know. I got 10 bucks throwing Ricky Fowler this week. I got nothing else to do Sunday. Uh, I've, I've been a good dad this week. Uh, Valentine's Day, we're, we're going out to see the Bob Marley movie, taking the wife and the child. Both are both are hippies, Jeff. My, my wife's growing my son into a hippie. Uh, I think he's a Rastafarian. Uh, he's the only <laughs> Italian-Irish Rastafarian out there. But anyway, we'll, we're, we're going to do that. So Sunday, I'm going to be dialed in watching. Uh, $10 to win 1500 on Ricky Fowler, not not too bad odds. A little bit better odds. And a guy that I, I think has got a really good chance of, of contending this week, Jason Day, uh, plus 5500 So you win, bet 100 to win 5500 or you throw $10 win, uh, you know, to win to win 550 Not bad. Not bad odds. Uh, a guy that's been playing well, without a doubt, one of the best short games in, in, in the world. As long as the back holds up, which it has been, I think he should be contending. I, I do not think it's another week, a good week for our Schefflers, for our McElroys. I, I think the bangers are going to be struggling a little bit. And, and you know, you got, you got some big rough. And I don't know what kind of trees they have out there, John. i never seen trees like they have in Riviera. It looks like a horror movie trees. So should be fun to watch. One of the most expensive country clubs in the world. So us common folk get to take a look at it and never let me on there. I think Adam Sandler finally got a membership to the Riff. I think I read that a year or two ago. And that's, nice. I, yeah, I, I, you know, that's yeah, I think I our, remember reading that myself. Yeah. 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 The only guy with a hoodie, I think, allowed in there. Well, let me give you some of my, let, let me give you some of my Genesis picks here. And, and if anyone's listening to this and wants to hear more about my golf stuff, go to Fairways and Dreams, that podcast. Fairways, the and symbol, and Dreams. That's my golf podcast. I do this every Thursday. I give some bets. Here's what I got this week. The outright winner, if you're looking for someone that I like who's playing good golf and he typically does play well in this tournament, is Justin Thomas. He's plus 1600 in this tournament. I think he was playing, he's playing good golf. He's definitely dedicated himself to getting better. I think he kind of took the last few years for granted. Contended I like last week. He, he was in he it. Did. He Absolutely was. Sahith, too. I think, I think the schedule Sahith hurt. Sahith was leading at one point. Sahith was leading on the last day, but he had to play about 30 holes. Uh, I think yeah. JT and him a little bit got on the wrong side of that weather. And I think a regular tournament could have been both, you know, you yeah. know top. I mean, could have won either one of those guys. For sure. Yeah. And and our boy uh, Jordan Spieth, who is, was my pick, he played well. Sam Burns was in my three-way, but I, uh, the, 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 the Asian guy, M, killed me. Killed me. Oh my God. I, had, yeah. I had two out of the three in the top 20, except him. He finished like 64th. But – uh. I like the combo of Justin Thomas and Max Homa plus 145 to finish in the top 20, including ties. Okay. And then they even have Tiger specials. I can't believe you didn't go into the Tiger specials. This is your I, guy. I'm doing Tiger specials. I, I hate Tiger Woods. I hate I I think the, the Sunday red is awful. 
It's an awful logo. I love it's an them. awful name. Two words, sun, day, red. What's Taylor May doing? That's idiotic. Anyway, kind of money they throw at him. I, I want to, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, you, that's you, going to be. Take, you you out buck uh, Nike? <laughs> what they must throw him a billion dollar? Who knows? I, mean, I can't be. wait. So, I actually placed this bet. I had a free bet from the Super Bowl. Great, it's a place for me. I did Tiger Woods in round one to be bogey free number one through nine plus three fifty. So like, we'll see. I, well, well, you know, traditionally the only hole he bogeys in round one when he's on is his first hole. Number first one. hole, yeah, par five. That, that that got well. He's bogeyed more first hole of tournaments and gone on to win than any other golfer in history. There's just something he gets pumped up now. That doesn't say it happens all the time. And I believe that first hole, you tee off from an elevated box right outside the Uh clubhouse. You know, rich guys don't want to walk far with their first cocktail. So (laughs) my hope, and and I'm pretty sure this is what happens sometimes, they don't use driver off that first box. I think you can. So Tiger hits that stinger. I think we're in business, Jeff. So yeah, that that was that was my play this week with the free bonus bet, and then I also have him finishing. Hey, sometimes Tiger starts strong and then fizzles out. I've got you want to you want to take a risk. Take put Tiger Woods in the top twenty after round one plus one sixty. Always got to be his top twenty with ties. You get what plus one sixty odds. You can parlay some of that stuff. Those are my bets for the Genesis this weekend. I think he shot a sixty nine last time he was out there first round. I, I think if, if I, I was reading that correctly today, a lot of numbers going on in the head, you know, through Super Bowl here, Jeff. You know, lots of good food and alcohol as well. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, my, my wife and I had a, had some bourbon, Blanton's bourbon. You know, if, I mean, I'm trying to trying to get them to sponsor the show here, Jeff. Maybe some free bottles. Blanton's is the is the round globe uh, bourbon bottle. They they've got bronze horses on the cork. Uh, nice. You know, my wife. Uh, takes care of me and, and, and supplies me those every once in a while. Our, our friend, the sling man drives down to Delaware and somehow gets some deals on him. So, so we're shout out to the sling man. Um, sling man. I, I forgot to, to mention our, our guy that plays Bahamian high low live during the day, uh, put in eight live Kansas city bets throughout the game. So he lost, I believe every prop bet as well, but eight live games. He kept <laughs> getting better odds. And he kept texting me, I'm, I'm reloading. I, I started sweating, Jeff. He goes, they're going to win, right? I said, well, I, I think so. I, I started questioning the amount of money he was putting on them. Guy ended up walking, I believe, with $2,800 just on the Chiefs' plays. And uh, we're, we're proud of the Sling Man. Been a big fan of the show all year, a big promoter for us. Uh, we'll be having him. We'll, we'll be looking at him coming on, talking to horse betting coming on. He's a former owner of a couple of horses. And nice. We, we might have to block out his, his, his face, Jeff. You know, I don't That's know fine. if he's wanted in every state, but but a couple, I believe, he definitely is. We'll definitely have the sling man on. But all right, Pez, let's wrap up the show. What are your final thoughts here before we call it? Well, reason we didn't take Tiger, Jeff, uh, you know, pleasure to watch, you know, one of the greatest athletes in the history of sports. Um, you know, I, I find it hard to, to wager money on him. I'm, I'm I, I, I like watching every every shot the guy makes. Uh, you know, when you have a talent like that, you just got to take it all in, Jeff. And I encourage everybody. You, you know, you never know with this guy. Can he win a major this year? We'll we'll find out this week if he can walk around without a limp. And I think we're gonna start looking at him and put him on a short list for our Masters picks. I, you know, that's an important week. He looked good the last couple kind of fraud tournaments they had over the winter here. Uh, I'm pumped to see him and. My man Justin Thomas says he hits the ball. He uh, he might outdrive Justin. So something to be watching for, and we'll be collecting some 
some masters data. If you want to, yeah. if you want to short some stocks here, I would bet against Scheffler. I don't know what the heck happened with this guy's putter. Uh, probably the best golfer in the world the last two years and the worst putter in the history of the PGA. I don't know what the heck's going on with him. <laughs> I'd short stock him. I'd, 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 I'd sell him right now. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. I love it. All right, Pez, good show as always. We'll talk next week. We'll talk some hoops. We'll talk some golf. We'll recap. Meantime, enjoy your weekend. Take it easy. Good, boys. Good.